Good evening, everyone. I'll be right back. Robin, entertain me, please. Hi. Sorry, we are a little disorganized today. Um, still moving day, long day of moving, and but we have most of the stuff over there. And I took a video, which hopefully will work to download for the uh, for the live broadcast. Auntie's going up to get the mic, so I'm not even actually sure if you can hear me, but <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, chair. Chairs in the kitchen. Okay. Were you entertaining? I was, but I'm not sure if anyone could hear me since there was no mic. There is. Oh, okay. right here. It's not this mic. I don't think anyone is connected yet. Okay, we are now broadcasting live on YouTube and at meditation.sarimangalo.org. So as you can see, we're in a, actually a better, better location, right? Yes, it's cooler down here. That looks nicer too. Well, you've seen that room upstairs for the last time. I'd be glad to know. Probably be broadcasting from a room with red walls. The room I have in the new building, the new place, has red walls. So it's even worse, more ghastly. Well, we'll see. Did you say broadcasting from Stony Creek for the last time? Broadcasting from up in that room for the last time. I don't know about Stony Creek. Because I'll be here on the weekends. Oh, that's true. Saturday and Sunday. So this is our mic, and okay. it should pick us up. It's probably, we're probably hearing the room as well. It's probably not the best sound, but it's a good mic. Maybe we need to go a little closer. So today we have a quote. And I've made the font way too small, probably. Want to read it for us? Yes. What is friendship with the good? It is to follow after, to frequent the company of, and to associate with believers, with the virtuous, the learned, the generous, and those who are wise, to resort to and consort with them, to be devoted to them, to be enthusiastic about them and to be in unity with them. Sadhu. Sampavantaka. Whatever the heck that means. Sampavantaka. Sampavantaka. Connection, friendliness, intimacy. It doesn't mention harmony exactly. But you have to hear the Pali to really get the, what's really being said because it's one of these passages where 
all the words are almost exactly the same, so it's a real pain to the translator to try to find. Uh, there's no way to do the same in English. So here's what it is. Tattakatama kalyanamitata. Therein, what is kalyanamitata? What is good friendship? Beautiful friendship. Yete pugala, whatever, whatever pugala person. Sadha silavanto, bahusutta, chagavanto, panyavanto. These are the qualities. So sadha, a person who has confidence or faith. Silavanto has morality. Bahusutta is well-learned. Jagavanto is generous and uh, capable of renunciation, possessed of the ability to renounce or quality of renunciation. Panyavanto uh, is the quality of wisdom. Yetesang, ya, sorry, yatesang, um, whatever is the... Uh, in regards to those people, or of those people, or with those people, sevana ni sevana sang sevana. Sevana means association. Ni sevana is association with a ni on the beginning. So, what does it mean? It means residing with them, I believe. Sang sevana means association. Sang means together with. It's basically the same word. Sang sevana. Bhajana, Sambhajana, which are two words that are almost the same. Bhajana means, it again means association, or it's a different sense. What are we getting? Still association. Sevana is. Bhajana, Sambhajana, association, and then consorting with, but you're just setting a sung on the beginning, and sung just means with. Bhati sambhati, which is the same. It's like bhati means, a bhati is devotion to, or sticking with them, kind of. Sambhati. Some, some in a sense, is just augmenting it. And then finally, tang sampavankata, which they translate as, What is it? Uh, friendliness, intimacy with them. So, I mean, he did a good job, I think, trying to translate it, but it's not really, we can't really do justice to the problem. But that's not the most important point here. Association with the good, with a good friend. Good friendship. This quote actually comes from the Abhidhamma, which is interesting. The Dhamma Sangayini has a list of all sorts of things and explanations of them. So here we have a list of qualities that we should look for in a good friend. The important point is not all friendship is good. Just because someone is your friend doesn't automatically mean you'll benefit from their friendship. You can actually, uh, let's say, uh, degrade. What's the word from there? Based on someone's friendship, you go downhill. What's the word mm. for that? Revert. Lose. Back. 
What's the opposite of benefit? You can detriment. detriment. But it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not a verb. You benefit from something. Do you, do you okay. detriment from something? No. Regress. Not regress. There's no word. Anyway. Degradation, degrade. Degrade. Mm -hmm. Someone on our forum will have it. They're so smart. Yeah, someone's probably tested in right now. Mm -hmm. So, it's, I mean, these kind of lists, some people complain about this reliance on textual authority, but it's good to have an authoritative list, right? As long as the list is authoritative and, and based on something wise. So here we have an Abhidhamma, which is, you know, we believe that the Buddha taught this. And we believe that the Buddha taught the Abhidhamma uh, to the angels, and then he summarized it for Sariputta, who in turn had some students who put together the Abhidhamma Pitika. So that's what we believe. So in either way, it's a, it, it comes from a very strong in ancient tradition. So it's the kind of authority that you shouldn't you, know, you shouldn't discard out of hand. And it's reasonable, sadha, a person who is confident. But it also means has confidence in the triple gem, because you notice how. Um, I try to argue for this kind of thing, and I think that's important. It's so easy to get turned off from tradition and authority, and think, you know, I, I don't, I don't agree with this. I'm going to follow my own idea. And so people make it this. And there's a new question on Stack Exchange. Someone asked, uh, and he knows the answer in his mind. He just wants to create argument, actually. But uh, Andre, he asked uh, whether textual study or, or insight from practice is more important. And he has a thing against uh, scriptural, well, not exactly. He's a really good guy. But I think that sort of idea has the potential of being dangerous because it, it you know, it's easy to substitute um, the words uh, insight into the nature of reality, direct insight into the nature of reality with or substitute them for my opinion on the nature of reality, right? Instead of saying my opinion, it becomes direct insight, which is, you know, how do you distinguish, how do you personally distinguish one from the other? That's the key problem. So it's not a dichotomy between uh, scriptural, scriptural truth and direct realization of reality. There's a much more important dichotomy, which is our opinion of things and the way things actually are. And scriptural scriptures have the potential if they were written by enlightened beings. And the key is whether they were written by enlightened beings, which is very difficult to discern. But if they were, they have the benefit of being right. It's not like that's a substitute. It's not a substitute in any way, shape, or form to direct realization of the truth. But it's better than having a wrong opinion of the truth, right? If all you have is scriptural knowledge that's based on the truth, that is better than, far better than the danger of having a wrong opinion, a wrong view, which is what we would call it. So there's three, at least three things to consider. And so that's what, um, where faith comes in, in the sense, uh, but it's not faith like we think of it as blind faith. It's 
someone who is able to stop you from discarding things out of hand or being too hard on on authority like the Buddha who encourage someone who encourages you to you could say someone who has seen the truth um, an important quality of someone who's seen the truth is their ability to discern right from wrong uh, right teachings from wrong teachings so you say well they have they've realized and they have faith in those teachings so that's got to mean something right because they've realized something for themselves and so based on their realization and their faith in those practices and teach those teachings i should have faith in those teachings as well so i'm thinking of sadda also as having faith in the buddha the dhamma and the sangha so if you see someone who's practicing rightly has faith in the buddha dhamma sangha the logic answer is logical answer is the buddha dhamma sangha are associated with right practice right that's that's where faith comes in and that's where faith isn't wrong because it's based on our, our appreciation of this person and their appreciation of that thing but also someone who is confident someone who has not the kind of confidence and this is dangerous as well because sometimes teachers have such confidence that you just can't help but follow them and another word for it is charisma really when it comes down to a person who's charismatic, it can appear so terribly confident, but in the end have nothing underneath, in the end not be truly, it's not true confidence, it's a sham. And they're able to put up this front, anyone, you know, if they train hard enough, can put up the front of being confident. Yeah, I look like I know what I'm talking about. But like there's the story of this elephant herder who came to see the Buddha and he said, you know, elephants are so simple. I, I can take an elephant out, ride him around the forest, and bring him back. And by the time we've returned to the city, I know all of his tricks. And he said, but humans, <laughs> the, they, they show one face in the morning, one face in the afternoon, one face in the night. Their body says one thing, their speech says another, and their thoughts are completely different. And the Buddha agreed with him. The Buddha said, yes, indeed. Animals are straightforward, humans not so straightforward. So this is dangerous. Finding someone who is just confident, very dangerous. And you see this a lot. And this is how you become a good teacher, be really confident. Not a good teacher, this is how you become a, what did I say, big teacher, popular teacher. Just be confident, it's very dangerous. Because if confidence replaces wisdom, and I've seen cases where this is the case, instead of teaching, you know, based on argument and rational reasoning and and, and uh, even experience, you teach based on on confidence. You have this mystique about you, this uh, quality that seems kind of like a spiritual guru, right? And if you put on this air of a spiritual guru. People will be attracted to you and they'll, they'll fool themselves. They'll create all sorts of ideas like, oh, they're seeing, they can feel it from you. They're not feeling it from you. They're feeling it in themselves and they're tricking themselves. It's not to say an enlightened person will give you that feeling as well, but they do it naturally. It's quite different. And for a discerning person, they can see the difference and they don't feel, they will only feel it for the enlightened being. They'll, they'll, they can tell the difference. I guess my only point is, you really shouldn't go by that the feeling you get you shouldn't go by your your 
the, the person's aura or their their um, what do you call person's vibes you can think about yeah you should go by what they teach and you should uh, it's very difficult you have to stick with them a long time and see whether they get angry greedy deluded and how much greed anger and delusion they have so if they got a lot i mean the teacher who's asking for a rolls royce or you know who tries to get their students to raise the money to build them a monastery or that kind of thing you know don't trust such people <laughs> kind of a joke um, okay see the one oh someone should be ethical so you go for people who are ethical this is, is important I think we we have this when we study Buddhism this is clear but for newcomers I don't think it's quite so clear you should stick to friends and so we're not just talking about teachers really right you should stick to friends who are silova silova means they have have morality again I said just because someone's your friend if you read the Sigalavada Sutta, there's lots of there's four types of friends that are not real friends. Someone who is uh, only uh, only good by speech, you know, they're flatterer. They're called right. So they, they, if you took them by what they said about you and what they said, you know, they, they promised to you, then it'd be, they'd be the best friend ever. But when push comes to shove, they never follow through with it. Right? The person who flatters you and fawns over you and says how great you are and how much they'll always be with you but then as soon as trouble arises they run head for the hills or they pretend they don't know you a person who oh i forget them all person who's only good to your face i can't remember a person who is always um the, yeah, the person who is constantly um asking you know it's constantly taking right the mooch the leech person who sticks with you and is nice to you as long as you give them stuff and as soon as you stop giving them stuff as soon as you're no longer an asset to them they disappear the third one is the person who leads you in the wrong bad direction so they're fun and they're friendly but they lead you to drink they lead you to gamble they lead you to break precepts it's not a good thing I can't for the life of me remember what the fourth one was but I may have almost gotten it this one before it's up earlier I think isn't it? yeah you'll probably find it quicker than that Lip service, lip service, flatters. Right, so there's the one who appropriates, this is the mooch. The second one is the one who only gives lip service. The third one is a flatterer. Okay, so there's That's a, two different. Yeah, I got them kind of together. So the person who plays lip pays lip service says they're going to help you but never does. The flatterer is someone who praises you when you do good things praises when you you when you do bad things oh yeah way to hurt that person <laughs> oh way to help that person right on this is a person who 
uh, is very dangerous because they'll they have no moral rudder. They, they uh, can get you in the wrong direction. People with, people with no moral compass. So see the one is important. They remind you. They they remind you when you do the wrong thing and so on. Bahusutta, awesome to have friends who are well learned. I love this too. This is why I love being around Sri Lankan people because many of them are so smart in the Dhamma. There's just one guy in Florida I keep mentioning. Whenever I go to Florida, if I have had any questions about the Dhamma, I just say, What is it about this? And boom, 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 he tells me where it is in the Sutta. In the, in the it's awesome having people who are well learned. Jagawanta, people who are uh, renunciants. I guess one reason is because they'll give you stuff and because they won't ask you for stuff. But this is the kind of person that's easy to be with because they don't, they're not high maintenance. Right? Some people are so high maintenance and you end up spending lots of money on them, with them. And they just make trouble, fussing. Has to be this way, has to be that way. Chagavanta is someone who is able to let go. Much easier to be with such a person. They're easygoing. They don't mind just hanging out, doing nothing, meditating. Easy to be with. And Panyawa, someone who is wise, is different from Bahusutta. Not just someone who knows lots, but someone who is wise. This is the best. This is what the Buddha really meant by good friendship. The Buddha is considered to be our good friend in this regard because he had wisdom. And he was able to cut through our defilements and give us the teachings that we needed. He was able to discern the characteristics of the individuals and give them the teachings that were suited best for them. Based on his knowledge and enlightenment, he was able to give the right teaching at the right time. He was able to give teachings on all sorts of subjects, all kinds, to all sorts of different sorts of people. So such people are hard to find and are the best types of friends, people who can sometimes criticize us, people who can direct us in the right direction, people who can lead us in the right direction, that kind of thing. So that's our quote. Does anyone have any Oh, lots of questions. Degenerate. Oh, we've got some good good candidates here. So benefit from their friendship. You don't degenerate from someone's friendship. You lose from it, I think. That's the best I've got. Regress, but regress, we're not talking about uh, going backwards, we're talking about it's not quite the same. Regress is go back to something that you gave up, you know, you got, got over something to go back to. I don't think it's quite regress. It's just a question about how to see the live stream. Can someone um, put the link from YouTube, just put it into the meditation chat box? Can, Can you? Okay. Yeah, that, that's probably not clear. We should probably, maybe one of the people who always logs on early, Brooklyn or, or one, of you, one of you guys that logs on early, 
Maybe you can just put the, the YouTube link in for newer people. That would be nice. Deteriorate. I like that one. Better. Yeah, that is a good one. Because detriment, right? Benefit. Benefit, detriment. detriment. Deteriorate. Not decay, I don't think. Degrade. Looks like it's like a recycling or a composting words. More questions? Yeah, I'm just, I'm not sure if this is a question. There's not a question mark on it. Um, what is friendship with the good? It is to follow no, after. No, that's actually kind of the... Here she is just copy and paste in a quote. Okay. Which is not really necessary because it's up at the top. It is. And if you're on mobile, it's in settings. And oh, right. In the settings, yeah, there's a, a tab now that says quote. Right. If you're using the Android app, it's up in the menu. Bhante, I have this quote, I don't know if the Buddha said it, that a bad friend is worse than a wild beast. It sounds like something the Buddha would say, but I don't know the word or relation if it was said. Doesn't really sound like the Buddha. You know, he doesn't resort to that kind of hyperbole. Or, I mean, it's not really hyperbole. I guess it's just not how he would have said it if he had said it. A bad friend is worse than a wild beast. It could be in the Jatakas. The Jatakas might say something like that, some of the verses. Jatakas are pretty harsh, like some of the verses are are pretty yeah, pointed. Wild beast. I mean, it may very well be something he said. I don't recognize it. There was one about if you if you can't find a good friend, you should wander lonely like the like rhinoceros horn. <laughs> like the rhinoceros horn or something, but not quite a wild beast. Is it common that the body gets warmer during sitting meditation? It is common. It's common to get warmer. Um, it can often be simply because of food or, you know, it can be because of meditation. But definitely this happens, the elements. Yeah, sometimes when you're not meditating, you don't notice it. or You don't. You notice it far more when you're sitting in meditation. So you think, oh, why is this happening when I meditate? But it happens throughout our lives based on food, based on various causes. But it can also come simply from practicing meditation. It can happen. So, I mean, either way, just say feeling, feeling of hot, hot. What should someone do when you discover a friend is trying to hit you behind your back, trying to I think Madhi thinks that this is the new monastery that we're in. Oh, no, Madhi, this is the, uh, this is the living room of monastery. the old monastery. This is what we're leaving behind. <laughs> And and the best part is over on this side. There's a beautiful yeah. setup with. Um, That's where I was doing the Dhammapada. So they've seen that. Yeah, right three there. three Buddha statues and and two people who helped all day with moving who don't want to be on camera, but <laughs> they're both saying no, no. But uh, thank you. But, but it is, yeah, this is a very nice room. This is a very nice room, and it's soon to not be ours. So what should you do when, when you discover that a friend is not a good friend trying to hurt you behind your back? First of all, be mindful and try to learn to let go and have compassion and love for the person. Sometimes you should ask yourself whether it's worth fighting 
or whether you should just you know, let them do what they want. But when people uh, accuse you of things, you should be ready to defend yourself. When people do something wrong, you should be ready to say that they're doing the wrong thing. But it should be based on wisdom. You, know, you don't have to be afraid. Sometimes we think it's either get angry about it or don't say anything at all. But you shouldn't be afraid of saying, speaking out when something's wrong. It's just we make the mistake the thinking you should also get angry. You shouldn't ever get angry, ever, ever, never. But you don't need to get angry to speak out against wrong. If it's wrong, you should say it's wrong. You should let people know this person is doing the wrong thing. But then, like my teacher said, when you tell them, if they listen, they listen. If they don't listen, you told them. And that's it. And you need to pay and just a, another part of that question, should we should we send them loving kindness and forget it? Yeah, you don't, I mean, forgetting it is, should be a big part of it, but um, as I said, you don't have to completely forget it. Sometimes it is important to speak up and let it be known because otherwise people get the wrong opinion about you. Suppose, you know, Robin goes behind my back and tells Andy that I'm a, a child molester or something. Well, then this is awful. Tells it tells him that I I I ate all the I ate all the Hershey's kisses kisses in the kitchen. And everyone's gonna think that I'm waking up in the middle of the night eating all the Hershey's kisses kisses. So I have to come on here and set the record straight so that all of you don't think you know because Andy will go on the internet and tell everyone <laughs> that I'm eating all the Hershey's kisses. And so Mama will back him up on it. She'll say yes, absolutely. I. I saw him eating all her she kisses. <laughs> and so I have to come on and I have to say, look, I don't even like her she's kisses. I, don't know. I mean, you you have to, so people, if, if you let people, you can sometimes just say, upeka, upeka, but then, you know, Robin's got bad karma for spreading lies, Andy for, you know, to gossiping on the internet, Magna for being, not backing me up, and she really should, her teacher. It's all bad karma all around, and we don't want that to spread. So, so there's nothing wrong with calling somebody out when they when nothing they, wrong. In fact, it's your duty. It's in Mogalana, I think, or it's in somewhere in the suttas. There's a sutta that says uh, a person is worth uh, worthy of criticism when they don't defend themselves. This is monks. I mean, it's monastic, but I think it applies. It's a really good text to read. I find it very difficult to find virtuous people and have been becoming more and more reclusive the older I get. Can you comment on this? Hard to find virtuous people. Well, uh, I find that you, you, you meet with more of them when you're a Buddhist monk, uh, when you live in a monastery, you know. I don't, it's a shock to me to see people drinking because they don't come here to drink. A lot of the people who come here do drink, but you know, even more when I'm in a meditation center, because this isn't a meditation center. So if I was in a monastery that was a meditation center, I would hardly ever meet people who drink. I mean, not even that, but just I would meet people coming to learn and be interested in meditation and people. Who, you just meet some of the wonderful, most wonderful people. You're just in awe of their dedication and practice and so on. So 
uh, you know, there's some there's a flaw in thinking you're just going to live alone, live a good life as a Buddhist, because you're still. Um, I mean, it's like a my teacher said it's like a, a a tree, a fruit tree in the forest. It's in the middle of the forest. The fruit is useless. Um, but you're you're like still in the forest. This is the flaw in people's thinking. I I don't need a monastery. I'll just live on my own a good life. It's, as you can see it. There's nothing protecting you. You're like a lone tree in the forest, a lone apple tree in the forest. My teacher said, no benefit, no purpose. He says that about all of us Westerners. Uh, we're like, we're like, he's thinking of, I think, I, I, my get take on it is he's thinking of people who haven't yet practiced. So there's a lot of Western people who have never practiced and they're like, Apple trees in the forest, the fruit is never eaten. The fruit is never to any benefit. Bookstore Buddhists, they call themselves. But not even Buddhists, you know, people who are ready to hear the teaching, but because they grew up in a country where there's no meditation, mm -hmm. they never even thought, like I never thought to keep five precepts. It was never, there was never a thought that that would be at all a good thing. Not killing, I mean, not killing. Can you believe it? I had no concept that killing was in any way bad. Killing humans, yes, but. Killing sentient beings? Oh, yes. Killing kittens, maybe. I wasn't able to ever kill a kitten. That but killing like... a mosquito or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, Duh, that's... Wouldn't, have, wouldn't have thought anything of it a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So just to be taught these things, we don't ever get the opportunity. Simon had a comment. You kind of answered his earlier question in mm -hmm. saying that animals are straightforward and people are not. But but isn't it so that a rebirth as an animal is considered a lower rebirth? What was his original question? It was about the uh, wild animal, the, the Buddha oh. saying an unvirtuous friend is like a wild animal. It's worse than a wild animal. Worse than a wild animal. A wild beast. So it's interesting that animals are a little more straightforward and yet they are a lower, a lower rebirth. Yeah, I mean, humans are capable of far more evil, but they're capable of far more good. So it's in a mundane sense that clearly makes them better because they're more powerful. But from a Buddhist point of view, yeah, they're still better, but they're better for another reason. They're better because of, well, the complexity involved allows them to understand. Yeah. Potential either way. But humans are capable I mean that ability to hide your feelings is a part of our our, our our mental capacity you know animals it's not that animals don't want to it's not like animals say oh boy you know as if I want to be you know I, I want to be a straightforward animals will never say I'm a straight shooter I, I refuse to uh, to I would just think it's just so rude and awful to lie or to deceive someone. They don't think like that. They're incapable of deception. You know, you think a dog, how, how, how clever a dog is at deceiving its masters. It's funny, it's funny when they laugh when they try. Although cats can take on some pretty, some pretty humanistic attitudes. I don't know. When, when you go away and come back and pick them up from the vet, 
my teacher, there was a cat sitting on my teacher's pillow one morning. I'll never forget this because it's not something anybody else would say. It was just so awesome. He looked at this cat and then he started giving a talk. And he said, like, take this cat, for example. There is no wisdom there. <laughs> like he just saw through the cat. Because like, most of us look at the cats and say, oh, yes, they're profound. That cat knows something. <laughs> he just looked at this. That's a stupid animal. <laughs> He said it has no wisdom. There's no wisdom. I think it's a, I think it's often we project, and they've, you know, they've come to genetically through genetic inbreeding. Uh, they've come to have that fascinating quality. We keep the ones that are fascinating in that way because they mimic this human behavior, but it's not real. I think they have no. I agree with my teacher. <laughs> No capacity for, anyway. You have to be careful what you say about cats on the internet. Oh, that's true. We get downloaded. Well, on the internet really love cats. I found a dog last week on a hot day, walking home. There was this poor dog. It was it was all dehydrated and, mm. and everything, and I brought it home and gave it, it some water. And, pardon? Did it have a tag? No tags, no. Mm. No, it was, a, it was a poor little lost pug, and they don't do well in the heat. Oh. Brought it home. It was very sweet, but we had to turn it into animal control, and I think he got reunited with his family. So happy dog story. Oh, that isn't a euphemism for put down. <laughs> no, no, reunited with his family. Does that mean no? Killed? No. No, we um, brought him to the the they, pound and put yeah, him on Facebook, they and they got matched him. up. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What is the monastery in Florida that you visit? Uh, I just go visit a local monastery. I don't think they do. There's one good monk there. There's a couple of good monks. There. They, they're actually, they seem like really good monks there. Um, but I don't think they teach meditation. They're nice guys. Seem really nice. Anywhere it's just a Florida Buddhist Bihar. Okay. But no, I don't think you can go there to practice. Again, when I go to visit, I'll be there again probably over Christmas vacation, we'll have at least a one-day course, which is a lot. Is there any upper limit on how long one should walk and sit at one time? We try to stay at one hour each. So one hour walking, one hour sitting, because you could should switch. It helps you balance your faculties. It helps you break up any um, any habits that you might get stuck on. It shakes things up for you. So if you want to practice a lot, just do walking, sitting, walking, sitting. That's how we do it. There are times where we'll do like two hours walking, one hour sitting, and then one hour walking, two hours sitting, just to keep it equal. Um, so you can do that. Journaling has gotten a lot of attention in the past year, the same way that meditation has. Based on Buddhist tradition, as well as your own experience, do you have any opinion or recommendation about journaling for mental health? I don't know what that is. Keeping um, a journal? Yes. Oh. Writing about your thoughts, feelings, experiences. Yeah, when I was having a really hard time, like uh, I was being accused of ingratitude and I you know, I was uh, really at odds with my first teacher. I was just really having a hard time. I went to one of the teachers in, the, in Jamtong and said, Asked him, my Thai was getting a little bit better, and so we spoke in Thai. I said, "How do you know if you're an evil person?" <laughs> because I really didn't know. 
uh, you know, it felt like like I was betraying these people. Uh, during that time, I started journaling, just writing, even poetry. As a monk, you know, probably not the best thing, but I would write freehand and just you know, reflections. And uh, I think when I think it, it has that useful calming effect and helping you to straighten out. You know, it's a it's like how we put a lot of our information into the computers to remind us of things. It's an extension. So to have, it's like, sometimes you get too full up here. So bringing some of it out gives you some more space to work with. Uh, I think that's a good analogy or description of it. Um, so yeah, I did that for a while and it helped. Thank you for reminding me on Messenger that you are broadcasting now. On Messenger? Mm. Mm. Did I remind someone on Messenger? On Messenger. I don't know. Gucci. Yeah, that would be a good feature. Hey, follow up on my earlier question. This was from the person who's becoming more reclusive. Mm -hmm. If there are no monasteries near me or Theravada teachers, practitioners, what to do? What should do? What should I do? Move somewhere where there are. I mean, there really isn't any excuse. If you if you really want to, you can do it. Get up and walk. Yeah, that's probably un unreasonable for most of us, but but yeah, if if you're able to get on the internet, then. I don't think that's what you're going to do, but you have to see that that's the ultimate answer. Probably a good compromise is yeah to to at least find a way to get closer to make do. But the reason I pointed out you know moving is because you can find an answer. You can make things better. I mean, this is an answer, right? We have something here, right? It's better than nothing. At least marginally. I found myself that, you know, it, sometimes it seems like there are no Buddhist groups or monasteries near you, but with a little patience and practice, because not everyone has a big internet presence. And, you know, a, a year or so after I thought mm. there were no monasteries or Buddhist groups in my area, and there really are at least six um, different traditions, mm. you know, different, different styles, different practices. Um, but I didn't know about any of them, you know, earlier because not everybody has a big internet presence. Sometimes it's word of mouth. You go to one group, it's not quite right, but you meet someone who tells you about something else. Sometimes people meet at one another's houses. I mean, there are different different things, but they're not really obvious. Sorry, sometimes I'm not sure if these are questions. Hey, I had that experience that after a time I could really include mindfulness in my day, but it drops dramatically after I visit a festival for three days. Is that because of greed or ignorance, which may be cultivated surfing this day? This during language. this day, during, during this day. Sorry, I thought you were crowd is, surfing during your three-day festival. And during, right, yes. during this day. Okay, most likely, yeah, greed, ignorance. A lot of greed and ignorance. 
addiction, uh, non lack of mindfulness. Yeah, I mean, there's not much mystery there. Should be mindful during the festival. Next question. One hour sitting meditation and one go. I broke up. I'm just waiting for the other part of it. One hour sitting meditation in one go or broke up. I read somewhere that it's advisable to just do 25 minutes, stop and do something else, even if it's just get a drink of water and then continue. Yeah, but, you know, we read stuff everywhere. That's the problem with Buddhism is there's so many opinions. I mean, conflicting, lots of conflicting advice. So, I mean, I'm not the authority either. I say one hour, one hour. That's what our tradition does. But if someone else tells you 25, then okay. You decide. I, mean, I wouldn't recommend people who come back from work trying to do one hour walking, one hour sitting. You probably wouldn't get much benefit out of it. But for people like Ryan, who are just blowing us all over the water with the meditations, he can certainly do one hour walking in the city. Power to him. But going more than that, there's a reason for there's reasons for kind of sticking to one hour maximums. Just checking to see if I missed anything. I think that's it. We're running out of battery because I don't have the cord down here. No, we're going to stop. So that's all for tonight. If you have more questions, tomorrow we're off. Tomorrow is the first time we're going to miss this because I have a meeting tomorrow. Um, so that might happen again in the future. There might be other things, other reasons why I might miss this. But we should be back Tuesday is when internet comes, so Kojiko uh, willing, we will have internet again at the new place, and I will broadcast for the first time, which means getting the computer all set up. And you will get to see a video, or we're broadcasting live from the new place. Actually, I have that little video from, uh, from today, the cell phone video. Um, do you want to show it? Yeah. How do you show Can it? you? Um, is it on YouTube? It is not on YouTube now. It's, it's just here. But I have the USB if you want to download it. Yeah, well, we're running out of the battery here. Running out of battery. I don't think we can broadcast it anyway. Is um, the presentation? No. Oh, no, that's right. It didn't. Uh, screen share, maybe. But I don't have a big screen. Yeah. Better we, let's wait until. Yeah. We can give the YouTube link. Put it up on YouTube. Okay. Use the, use the Siri Mangalo account to put it up on YouTube. Oh, sure, I can do that. And in and in Sangha Siri Mangalo as well. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay. So thank you all. Have a good night. Thank you, Bante. Thank you, Bhante. Oh, and um, this Friday we're going to have Siri Mangalo presents again. Still don't have a guest, so get on those connections you have. I'm trying to find someone. There's someone who I'm trying to get to come on as a guest. So if that works out, then this Friday we'll have someone. But in the meantime, if you can think of anyone, it's kind of short notice, so hopefully we can come up with someone. 
Otherwise, we may not do one every week. That's maybe it. If we can't get someone, we'll just wait until we can. Good night.